one of the out-of-the-way places. The unvisited places. Bleak, wasted, dying. Look! There comes one of them now! They're coming to get you, Barbara. It's alive! What's that? casually throw up and come back like it's nothing. Yeah. I was like, I'm out. Maybe my sister actually had a conversation about this because she was like, I don't think I've puked since I was like three. And I'm like, really? I puke on like an every other day basis. I really enjoy puking. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels so good right after. I'm not going to lie. When we did our remote one, there were a couple times I had to leave the room. Why? Because <laughs> I just had to <laughs> You had to throw up? <laughs> you had to take puking breaks? I really should go to a doctor. Yeah. yeah. You need to go to a GI immediately. You need an endoscopy or something. Oh One time. Are we recording this? Oh, we're recording. <laughs> I started recording right after. What just happened? I don't remember. Um, I said. Oh, when I said, you think that looks good, imagine how it looks down there. And I was like, that should have been recorded. Hey, also, will you compliment Selena's hair one more time? First of all, I love your hair. Dude, you think that looks good? You should see what's going on down there. <laughs> Really just wondered. I like literally went to like, you know how like my dad's out of town like all the time. So yeah. like my mom's like, oh your dad's here, and I was like, never see him. Mm. He was like building a dog kennel, and he's like on the like ladder, and my I'm like, dang dad, you're looking dark, and she's like, show him your six pack, and he's like, literally, what does that have to do with anything? What is that? Show your daughter your hot ass. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but anyway. I, like, went over there because I never get to see him and uh, wanted to say hi. And I was there for, like, ten minutes and yeah. he didn't say a word. And then I was like, hey, uh, did you notice anything? And my mom's like, maybe her hair? And he's like, red. And that's why I knew my dad hated Aww. my hair. <laughs> Look, you don't need your dad's permission. Because like his it. only comment was red. Red. <laughs> yeah, dad. It's going purple next. I love it. Is it hot? It is kind of warm in here. I'm going to try to turn the AC it's, down. Oh, I was kidding, but no, it's but actually... No, it, it is hot in here. The, um, the mechanic was actually 40 degrees inside their, like, waiting room, and I had to wait there for an hour, and I'm like, my... I could cut glass. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't think I'm going to grab you. I'm, Are it's you done now. You couldn't even come and got yourself. <laughs> you were the last <laughs> You're the only one who lives here. <laughs> Selena could have come and got you. I just sat down and was drinking my coffee. I needed a minute. Let's get going. All right. All right. So, today we're going to talk about... I just broke this pen. Yeah, I'm Selena. That was my boot one. No, I didn't even know it was in my backpack. The cap. I don't know where the cap went. People are going to love hearing you eat and talk at the same time. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is what you just sounded like. Oh, it's a good pen. That's a good pen. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. So we're going to be talking about Sigmund Freud today. Okay. Um, so Freud was a psychologist in Vienna, Austria um, in the late 20th century, early 21st century. I already have to stop you and just say that I love Austria. Rachel and I had a professor Thank from Austria and I loved him so much. Hello. Welcome to the Holocaust 
course. Yes. Oh. Dr. Gerald Steinacher. Love him. We're going to get into that, which Big is kind of cool. Um, okay. You can continue now. I love Austria, too. I've been there. Yeah. Right. I sang there. Anyway. All right, bandwagoner. I just literally... We liked like, Austria first. I just... <laughs> turkey gobble. <laughs> so people hate Americans. Uh, <laughs> we go to their countries and gobble like fucking turkeys. <laughs> okay, so Freud is known for paving the ways in psychology of psychoanalysis. It's, okay. uh, it's a theory about human behavior and a way of treating mental illness. And basically, Freud was the first one to really say that things happen or um, the mental illnesses you have are caused by childhood trauma. Okay. He's basically the first person to say that. So, um, and that it affects our adult lives and personality, um, such as anxiety disorders. Uh, he is the founding father of modern psychology. However, he is also one of the most controversial okay. people in, in psychology. So, uh, Oh, hey, do you want to cite your sources? Do you want to I do got them in Okay, I just It's literally the next okay, line. Okay, I didn't know. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Fuck. <laughs> literally the next line. I believe you. I was just uh, trying to help you can out. Can Selena do this? Oh. Shit, man. Alright, so anyway, my, uh, the, this info is courtesy of simplypsychology.org and Psychology Today. Uh, there was also a YouTube channel I mentioned a little bit. Oh, The School of Life on YouTube. Uh, cool. Great info. So, uh, he's born in 1866. Um, pretty moderate family, uh, wealth-wise. Uh, they live in Austria and they are Jewish. Mm-hmm. So this is where it gets kind of interesting. Um, he passed away in 1939, which in the grand scope of things, uh, you got to know what's going on in the world. So in yeah, 1923, right. he was diagnosed with jaw cancer. Um, in 1933, members of the Nazi party were actually like publicly taking his publications out and burning them in the streets. Oh. Like the Nazi party was specifically against this man, which makes it crazy that he lasted six more years. Yeah. And um, was actually, he died from the jaw cancer. Wow. So, Wait, um, when was he diagnosed with the jaw cancer? 1923. And he so, died in 39? Yeah. So you fucker had six, jaw cancer for 16 years. Yeah. So, Jesus. Um, in, in 1938, uh, so a year before he died, Austria was annexed by the Nazi party and him and his wife moved to London. And on September 23rd, 1939, after over 30 years of treatments for his cancer, it claimed his life. Which is interesting because also in September 1939 is when World War II officially was considered to begin. So we think that Freud was reincarnated as World War II. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, just like he, it's like he kind of, I mean, he was there obviously because they were like burning his books publicly yeah. in the street mm-hmm. for the Nazi movement but he basically missed World War II we talk about this what? we've talked about this before but it's just fucking crazy how things you never think are connected in history are happening simultaneously at the same time it's yeah. so wild mm-hmm. yeah like oh my god uh, yeah anyway I'll get into it I was going to talk about 1969 but that's another podcast so anyway uh, there's a documentary go watch it it's about how like um, I'll just drop it so (laughs) it's about how like 1969 was this wild year how we had like Woodstock going on uh, the Vietnam War we had landing on the moon and uh, it's just a like five hour documentary called 1969 and wow. it's about how like you don't think about all these things happening at the exact same time yeah. and how wild it was so yeah. anyway back to what's you. it called the documentary 1969 1969 Netflix it's on Hulu Hulu oh, okay. um, Hulu. not sponsor. Um, <laughs> that'd be awesome but if, if you, you want get to that Hulu, <laughs> get that Hulu money <laughs> um, so okay um, oh I kind of got this out of order so okay 
So Freud is credited with developing some, also some vocabulary in modern psychology. Um, words that he is credited with creating, which are interesting, okay. are libido, denial, repression, cathartic, Freudian slip, neurotic, and of course, anal. Huh. The mental kind, not the fun kind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, some of these words might have popped out at you, and um, welcome to the party, because uh, they all sound a bit sexual. Uh, they sound a, a bit familiar. <laughs> Denial, repression, anal. Yep. Been there. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, <laughs> before we get into... Um, kind of his thing. I want to talk about who he is. Um, so here's a couple fun facts. In med school, he would dissect eels to try and find their reproductive organs, which he was never successful with that. Um, he also promoted cocaine as a, a medical instrument. That's or wild. A, or a medicine. Yeah, he's a pretty cool rad dude. Um, he often said that his main patient was himself, okay. which woke. Okay. Damn. So, from it, what I was... So he was like the Lizzo of the 19th century? Yeah. He's just really looking out for himself? It's like, yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm pretty fucked. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. Um, and from what I was able to gather, he seems like he had some very severe anxiety problems himself. In okay. fact, um, and even some phobias. He was obsessed with the idea that he was going to die at either 61 or 62. How old was he when he died? He, um, so yeah, he went on um, over 20 years later at 83. Oh. Uh, but he, it was also said that he was obsessed in general with these numbers. So okay. he like literally was like, I'm going to die at 61 or 62, which is like me that's like, I'm not going to make it till 30. <laughs> um, but uh, he actually lived over 20 years later. Wow. Yeah. So he thought humans were driven by the pleasure principle, okay. um, which basically means that we seek out easy physical and emotional rewards, rewards, awards, and turn <laughs> away from things that require a lot of effort and discipline. And so, like, really attacked, but... Yeah, that reminds me of uh, this morning at 3 o'clock when I woke up to pee and then also found myself in the fridge eating cold pizza. It was easy and comforting. <laughs> Um, and uh, this is um, nuts to me because I would just like to imagine a world where Freud um, in like this day and era of like Tinder and Bumble and Grinder and POF and yes. like just imagine him in the afterlife like up there slam dunking and like told you so. So <laughs> go Freud. Um, although I am making this sound 10,000% sexual, um, it's actually about. Uh, life in general okay. it's not just about sex okay. but he he's got some weird undertones yeah so he thought that when babies and toddlers are born um <laughs> toddlers aren't born when we're babies <laughs> and toddlers uh basically we're operating solely by the pleasure pleasure principle which makes yeah. sense you're like grabbing things you're yeah you know um so um we're like we haven't learned any consequences um, we're just living our best life. We're doing whatever makes us happy. However, um, we have to mature a bit as we grow because if we continue to live solely by the pleasure principle, it'll get us in some sticky situations. His examples um, specifically, which are interesting, are eating too much, um, sleeping too much, basically being lazy. Yeah. But also, um, here's the fun one. Sleeping with members of our own family. Because, uh, yep. you know, those things all yeah. just fit in the same bucket. Um, he had a theory that wars caused, which uh, this is p 
pretty woke. Uh, he had a theory that war is caused by society being, by its nature, neurotic. Basically, that society tells us you have to look this way, you have to work hard to earn money to make a living. You can only do this, you can't act this way. So society is telling us you have to behave that way, and that is neurotic and causes war okay. because it goes against our natural instinct to live by the pressure principle. Okay. Oh. Kind of interesting. Um, uh, Freud believed the mind was basically three parts. Um, the superego, which is um, the rules set by society in our mind and okay. our morality. The, uh, the id, which is the pleasure driven by the pleasure principle and is our instincts. And then our ego, which is negotiating between the two and is our reality. So basically you have um, rules, wants, and then of course reality. Yeah. Um, so if your ego can't battle it out correctly, he was he used the term neuroses. You are, you have a neuroses or you are a neuroses. And that is determined by things that happen in your childhood. So in your childhood, we go we go through phases in life, and in our childhood, we have three. So the oral phase, which is where we take feelings through ingestion. So this is like when you're a baby and you're yeah. breastfeeding and things like that. So if you develop a neuroses um, here, when you take in feelings through ingestion, you might have an eating disorder later in life. Okay. Whether that means you're eating too much, not eating enough, um, just something along those lines. Or you might be self-conscious about... Um, where you, your food comes from. Okay. Then we have the anal phase, which is our tra- <laughs> this is my favorite one. <laughs> Rachel's still in her anal phase. Never left. Which has nothing to do with sex. Oh, uh, okay. No. Never you'll mind. you'll love the next one. Um, so the anal phase is our training phase. Um, it's when we learn things like potty training and what time we need to go to bed, what time we need to eat, what time, how we brush our teeth, or that we need to brush our teeth. And this is where we start testing the limits Wait, of authority. Wait, we need to brush our teeth. <laughs> I'll be right back. He says with a mouth full of gums. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brush my teeth. Can I get that period? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so this is where... <laughs> <laughs> this is where we start testing the limits of authority. This is where you think of like toddlers and their terrible twos, mm-hmm. okay. where they're like, Nyah! you know. Um, so this is where we start testing. I was never like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, testing the limits of authority. So if you have something happen in this stage of your life, you might develop like an a, a OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, okay. or um, you might become anal retentive. Um, yeah. Just really. You know, uh, it has to do with authority. Okay. So the third phase in our childhood is the phallic phase. Mm. Phallic. Yeah. Good names, huh? This one actually does get into it. Um, so he really went there and said that children have sexual feelings and desires. They do. Um, and that at such young ages, those feelings are directed to the only outlet, which is our parents. Okay. Um, so um, he also kind of explained the Oedipus complex. And basically, you are in love with one parent and you hate the other. And um, it's like on a subconscious level. And um, usually it's the parent of the opposite gender. Yeah. That you love or hate? That you love. Oh. So that's kind of where the like, oh, daddy's girl or mama's boy kind of comes from. It's because when you're a child, your sexual desires and feelings actually come from that. Um, and because we mimic our parents, we, sorry, not because, we mimic our parents' behaviors, 
because we want to gain their love back. And so then that's how we inherit the traits that our parents have that maybe might not necessarily be good characteristics. Um, However, because we learned these characteristics from our parents, and we obviously can't sleep with our parents, and you can, but it's illegal. Um, <laughs> Don't do it. I mean, you physically can, but I it is strongly no. not recommended. You, you can't. You can't do it. It's impossible. We're not advocating for that. I mean, I'm not. My I'm name not, is not attached to hillbilly this. hour? Yeah. <laughs> what? St. Paul, Nebraska? What? Oh, my God. The hillbilly some, hour? That gross. We made national news with that and I'm not yep, proud I of remember it. that story <laughs> yeah um, that's really close to where I live like real close <laughs> um western Nebraska um or central Nebraska <laughs> central so, so because we learned these traits from our parents and we can't sleep with our parents um we can't fuse the emotions we feel with sex and love like even into our adulthood okay we can't fuse those emotions because we have a complex inside our mind that says um the person you love you can't have sexual emotions towards so um which is really interesting so he goes as far to say that the more in love you are with someone the more difficult you might find it to sleep with them <laughs> Which, um, yeah, and they go in to talk about how, like, some marriages fail after a couple years because they are so in love they have no, and it's like a complex inside our mind. Really? Yeah. So that's okay. pretty um, interesting. I'm pretty skeptical, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense, though. Like. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> like. It's just a complex we've developed and we have to be aware of, basically. Because all these things he said are, like, treatable. Sure. You, you just have to be self-aware. You okay. have to be woke. Now, when he was, like, putting this out there, were people just losing their shit? Oh, yeah. He was saying? Cause oh, I'm yeah. Because the year you're saying this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, the Nazi that. party went and were like, fuck this guy, and just lit him up. You know? Like, they're like, absolutely not. Yeah, it gets more controversial, trust okay. me. This is just, like, some, uh, some like, research he sat down that laid the path for modern psychology. Uh, so, past our childhood, we have two more phases, which is the Latin phase, which is pre-puberty. It's where we have no sexual desire. We just don't. Well, not for our parents, not for whatever. Um, it's a pretty short phase, obviously. And then, uh, right, uh, followed by our final phase, which is our genital phase. Fun names here, uh, which is where we're racking up home runs, baby. Um, <laughs> peen and veen, or I, I whatever you're in into. I can't believe I just did something so hetero. Normative? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Truly not standing up for myself. How about veen and veen, all right? <laughs> veens don't go in veens. I wouldn't know. But your nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Well, our genital phase, we're racking up home runs. Oh, yeah, we're back to this. Um, so, this brings us full circle, because psychoanalysis is the process of uncovering our true mindset and motivations for okay. why we do things. And, of course, once you know you can do something about it, um, you can fix it, or yeah. you can work on it, sure. at the very least. So, he believed his patient's dreams were wish um wishes they wanted fulfilled okay and analyze them which makes sense yeah mm-hmm. people do that to this day as well as um he also defined um what we call i said earlier freudian slips 
um, which is when a patient accidentally writes or says something that they didn't mean to. So I'm gonna use a personal example because Nathan caught me on it one time and I know he'll love it. (laughs) So if I'm typing in my journalism ethic notes and I mean to type final exam, (laughs) Uh but I actually type family examine, probably struggling with the relationship I have with my parents and my siblings. You literally typed family examine December 5th. Like, <laughs> Selena, what does that mean? I did. I fully, like, I'm, you know I'm the queen of typos. No, I fully wrote family examine so instead of final exam. So I was probably going through some things. You needed to just let yourself know you, we need to look at these relationships. Which... Back then, yeah. I mean, still. But right. also back then. Definitely. Was that the class we were all in? That was in... Just us. That mm. was... Um, what class was that? You weren't welcome to I the party. with Manny. Oh, wait. Maybe no, it was you were there. Day. It was... It was um, you weren't there that day. There were no. many. You weren't there that day. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. She's not part of that the That was group. Manny, yeah. <laughs> I just got mannied. You just got mannied. Wow. Got mannied. Now I know how it feels. You out. I'm going to wear leather pants when I go. <laughs> And have the exact same pair of shoes in every color. What were they? Leather Tim's? Uh-huh. He was styling. And it was hot as hell. Come in with leather pants and Tim's. He was into it. I'm into it. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. He's not part of the group. He's not. Um, on, <laughs> on that note, uh, Freud developed a model of the unconscious mind. Okay. Um, which is... Um, so some of these things obviously sound really familiar, but why I'm saying them is because he's the one that kind of paved that path so we have our conscious mind which is you know what our current thoughts and what we're focusing on right now we have our unconscious mind which is the things that can be retrieved um, from memory but we we're not aware of and then we have uh, the unconscious mind and here is um, the process that our whoa my I lots of typos sorry this is the cause of most of our behavior, but it's not really accessible. Okay. We can't really get to oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like it's like tip of the iceberg, like, yes, you know, there's exactly. a bunch underneath, you just can't get to it. Exactly. Okay. Um, I just cut the iceberg part out. But okay. yes, you're right. Um, so the un- unconscious mind acts as a bank for our primitive wishes and impulses that we kept um, at bay and are mediated by the subconscious. So it's kind of like... Um, the conscious is like, well, the subconscious is kind of like our ego. Okay. Um, and it's mediating the unconscious, which would be like our wants and desires, so the id. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, here is where Freud personally attacked our podcast, because he believed that making jokes about difficult subjects mm. <laughs> relieves the anxieties associated with the topic. Yeah. Huh. Freud, Freud was really out there seeing us fully 200 years before we were even born. <laughs> um, so uh, other defense mechanisms besides jokes included repression, denial, projection, displacement, regression, and sublimination. Okay. If you have any questions about that, I, can, uh, I was going to just move on. I personally have a really bad case of regression and displacement. All right. So explain those. So uh, regression is where it's kind of like PTSD, where you can get taken back. Um, as a defense uh, mechanism, you automatically do maybe what 
when you were put in a similar situation in the past, you do the same thing. So, for example, I have a baby blankie that I've had yeah. since I was a baby. And when I'm really upset, I have to have it. I can't sleep without it. I It's been like a comfort to me as yeah. I've moved from house to house to house. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then displacement is where I put um, my emotion into another activity. I'm going to leave that at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, finally, we've arrived <laughs> at the sexual psycho stages. Yeah. Sorry, psychosexual okay. stages. Both sounds fun. It's my nickname in college. Psychosexual. <laughs> uh, so, basically, um, <laughs> Freud was working in the Victorian ages. Yeah. And women were forced by society to repress any sexual desire that they... Um, had or desired, I guess. So, um, if they didn't, they are considered mentally ill. Um, and that lasted quite a while, I believe. Didn't they used to put, like, um, women in asylums for, like, well, basically being lesbians, too. 100%. Yeah. Um, like, into the 50s, right? Do you have anything in here about, um, medically, medical, medical vibrators in here? No. Do you guys know about medical vibrators? No. No. Um, Okay, so, hysteria was often a diagnosis that was given to women. Um, who, yes, that's yeah. in here. Okay, so you talk about hysteria. Mm-hmm. One of the treatments for hysteria, women would go to the doctor, and then the doctor would masturbate them until they orgasmed. And then their hysteria... Yes! And that was, uh, yeah, that was associated with the development of the first electric vibrators. Wow. So imagine just, like, going to your, like, family doctor no. and being like, I don't feel good. And he's like, lay back, Rachel. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to town. Go down, I'm going go to down, town. Go We're going down. to Clit City. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, uh, I would guess that this is actually pre that, because okay. you'll see. Um, sorry, we were talking about uh, how women repress their yeah. sexual desires. He would really delve into um, desires, emotions, and experiences in the life of the women previous, like their childhood. So, not everything we believe, um, not everything that he believed is correct, just to Right, right. Preface. Not everything Freud um, <laughs> believed and taught was right. Yeah. So he had a female patient who com- um, complained about severe menstrual cramps, and he and his associate um, uh, associated this. That uh, was a weird combination of words, <laughs> with masturbation. Oh. So they they said she was basically obsessed with masturbating. Because um, she had cramps. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's where it gets real interesting. Okay. But um, they thought this desire, the desire to masturbate, mm-hmm. f- for whatever reason, was linked to your nasal cavity. Okay. So, in his notes that were found years later, he wrote one time of the time he attempted a nasal surgery on this woman, and he wrote about how anxious he was about it because of his lack of anatomy medical knowledge. Oh my god! Like, he's, um, like, a psychologist, not a doctor. Right. Not a surgeon. Huh. So, don't know how that one ended up, but I'm gonna say this lady probably didn't have a nose. Fuck! Yeah. And, well, I mean, to be fair... (laughs) That probably did work, because who wants to masturbate when you don't have a nose? You know what I mean? You're just like, fuck that. Don't kink shame. Not kink shame. I'm just saying that, like, I feel like just, like, the general despair of, like, I don't have a nose. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so or, yes, that would, I mean, that would soften any boner. Who knows what they did? I don't know. Lady boner. <laughs> Get it right, Nathan. That's what I'm talking about. So, um, okay, so... 
specifically, there is a woman who goes by the alias or the pseudonym of Anna O. Okay. And she is kind of credited with being Freud's patient that really paved a lot of this research. He worked with her for years. So Anna O suffered from hysteria. She had, like, seizures. She had fainting spells. She had episodes where she wasn't able to even swallow. um, Just lots of things. And so um, hysteria is defined as, like, these kind of symptoms without any sort of physical indication of what's going on. Um, so basically all mental. It's when they define it as hysteria rather than like epilepsy. Yeah. Um, so Freud's mentor managed to help her by getting to uncover some traumatic things that happened in the past using Freud's psychoanalysis. So, for example, there was a point where she couldn't drink any water. And through um, kind of diving into her psyche, they found that it was because one time long ago she had been at a client's house and had watched him let the dog drink out of the glass and then drink out of it and she and like dribble all over it and so basically she was so disgusted that her subconscious was like you can't drink water Mm. basically because it was like you can't drink that water because that's disgusting and um so then yeah so once they uncovered it though she was able to swallow again so it's kind of that process (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) they didn't swallow he hears the word swallow and giggles (laughs) I mean, it's it's the Freud nature. Anyway, True so, that. Fuck. So um, she also had a lot of um, other issues that they found were this. Basically, her hysteria was caused by some underlying anxiety she had from caring for her sick father. She cared for her sick father for years, and then she had a lot of anxiety about getting sick herself, okay. which is what caused this hysteria. So um, this discussions with Anna O prompted Freud's studies of hysteria. That's what it's called. Um, which involved the three parts of the brain, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. The id, the ego, and the superego. Um, So in 1918, Anna started seeing Freud because she believed that her masturbation was a problem. So she had hysteria and worked with this associate, and I can't remember his name, Um, but um, then she believed she had a masturbation problem, so she started working with Freud. Interesting. Um, Because it's a problem because basically only men can in this time. Only men can. So the fact that she even wants to or does is um, a mental illness. Okay. So she actually has some pretty dramatic fantasies that they dwell into, and that is that she fantasizes herself as a man, and that um, there is a knight that is asking her to reveal her family secrets, and when she refuses, he beats her. But she, in her fantasies, doesn't ever try to get away or make him stop. This is her masturbatory fantasy. Yeah. But she has it, like... Uh, every time. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Right? It's different. <laughs> That's what my mom says when she uh, makes a new recipe and doesn't like it. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> and then we'll never have it again. Oh, the associate with Joseph Brewer. Okay. Um, this is kind of interesting is that when they were diving into Anna O's um, psyche, the way they did it was by putting her into a light hypnosis to get her to get into her subconscious and kind of get to things, which is interesting on a personal level to me because um, it sounds very similar to EDMR. 
Wow, what's that? Which is a modern, um, like, therapy tool that I have actually used. Do you know what it stands for? It's like eye movement desensitization and... Oh, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And so what it is, basically, is that you sit in your chair... And they have like a light bar in front of you and this light bar kind of like rapidly moves and it you basically your brain is focusing on the movement so much that it um kind of gets rid of any filters you have and so then because your mind is distracted you can get into like that subconscious level a little bit which i have actually done this so (laughs) exposing myself um Uh, so it's kind of interesting that they kind of did the same thing, but now with modern technology, yeah. we probably have like a simpler way to do it. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Because um, they went further on to kind of, they did like word association, yeah. which is also something you do in EDMR, and um, where it's just like your natural, like your su- it really brings out your subconscious because you're distracted. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just really interesting. That is interesting. It is. I've never heard of such things. So why this is so uh, controversial is because obviously the sessions between Freud and Anna have a very like erotic nature. Right. Um, and especially back in the day and it's never been really dived into so the ethics of what's going on here is really questionable and they're um, I went through article after article after article and I really couldn't find, I think nobody really knows what went on in that room. Mm. There's no real notes. Which is interesting, especially since she was hypnotized, and in some articles it's described that she would, when woken up, be completely unaware of what happened. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to accuse him of anything, but just nobody really knows what happened there. So later, um, this gets really interesting. Anna later falls in love with the heiress of the Tiffany fortune. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Wait, an heiress? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yes. All right. Yes, because oh, I should. Little lady love. I should say. Um, also, one of Freud's concerns about his patient Anna O is that she is in her thirties and has never dated a man, let alone been married. Okay. Was that normal back then? No. That yeah. Because you were like an old maid, right? So. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So basically, they kind of get into that Freud is basically doing gay conversion therapy on her. Great. But doesn't know it. Nobody knows it because she is completely unaware of the fact that she is gay. And that's also a theory. It's not confirmed because she never admitted whether she was or not. But also, that kind of gets into the idea of transgender because she had a lot of fantasies about being a man. And also, one thing that I know is that the terms heterosexuality and homosexuality weren't even invented until the late 19th century anyway. So oh, yeah. our modern conception of like gay, straight, bisexual, the, the spectrum didn't even really exist. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, no one even considered the possibility of not identifying as the gender you were assigned when you were born. Because mm-hmm. she could have very well identified yeah. as a man yeah. and not even known it. Yeah. So where also where it gets touchy is that um, she was basically having these fantasies as well because she was kind of subconsciously in love with her father, her sick father, right? Wow. Yeah, like this incestuous kind of thing. Anna things. was a freak. Yeah, she was. So the problem I is... I like her. <laughs> the problem is, though, is that in order in his uh, process of trying to aid her... 
Freud made himself a father figure to her. So he was basically slowly oh, convincing her to love him. Oh, no. He ruined it. Yeah. Sigmund. Typical. Um, <laughs> so she... Well, I say fall in love, but it's never confirmed nor denied. Um, but basically becomes really close with the heiress of the Tiffany fortune, um, which is just wild in general. Like, go big or go home, Anna. Yeah, I like um, yeah. um, and she basically moves it. They move in together. Uh-huh. Um, all the staff say that they sleep in separate bedrooms, but occasionally share the same bedroom. Okay. Um, and her children start referring to Anna as their second mother. Aww. Her four children. I'm, I never got any detail on that. I don't know. She, she's probably a widow or something along yeah. those lines. Okay. Um, so it gets iffy here because some believe... Um, so Freud starts analyzing Anna again, and a lot of people believe that's because he was jealous of Dorothy, which Ooh. is this other woman that's yeah. the heiress. Um, and for years, it's been debated just how erotic these sessions between Anna and Freud were. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun fact, they were happening six nights a week. Mm. That's okay. a lot of therapy. Yeah. Um, also, that's kind of where the, like the jealousy card comes in because if he, she has to go to therapy every night, yeah, and it's night, yeah, night she, therapy, night therapy. Yeah, she's going to six nights a week, going to night therapy, and it would probably be seven, but you know, the day of the Sabbath. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, that's probably what's Even going on. Bro, here. it needs a break. <laughs> um, uh, so he believed that. Anna and him, it's said that he believed Anna and him both desired each other, but it was probably more one-sided. Yeah. And then I I had written in here about how he made himself a father figure to her, which made the ancestral fantasies that she was having even more complicated because then he's kind of pushing himself on her and she, and he's making himself a father figure to her. No, I don't like it. Me either. He's really complicating. So, I don't um, like it. Also, I just want to say LBGTQ plus community, please don't come for me. I'm just writing facts. I don't. Oh, they're coming. Freud's a dick. <laughs> um, We're so, coming for you. Um, You're canceled. However, <laughs> if there's any positive, he did normalize masochism, um, but then he later described it as feminine. Oh. So, yeah. And masochism um, is... He oh masochism is when you enjoy physical punishment I guess I guess not necessarily punishment but um, like pain yeah pain physical inflicted on yourself others by others by yourself all you? all of the above okay masochism uh, or just I think uh, I think it's not always okay. defined as sexual but. There are a lot, obviously, a lot of cases that it is. So then he later describes it as feminine. That interesting. Only women can feel, can enjoy or have masochist or masochist, um, because he believed that it was a sexual expression of guilt. (laughs) So basically, these women were um, guilty of, in most cases, having sexual desires and were into masochism. Because they subconsciously felt guilty. Girls could not have fun. <laughs> Girls yeah, this was pre Cindy Lauper. Yeah, <laughs> she really changed the world. She did. So, um, he to kind of sum it up, he paved a lot of paths, but also was very controversial. And then, um, what made it even more controversial 
which there is a movie about this called A Dangerous Method, is he was a mentor to Carl Jung. And yeah. Carl Jung um, started treating Sabina Spielreed, and I might, I'm Rid, I might have said that completely wrong. Come for me all you want. <laughs> um, so she was also, um, which I thought was really interesting, she was also a psychologist. Carl and her were both psychologists, which I didn't, obviously I'm for it, but I didn't know women could even be psychologists yeah. in the Victorian ages. So um, she had very masochistic fantasies. Um, she had masochistic fantasies about being beaten and was very into it. And so what happened is that Carl Jung treated her um basically kind of acted out these fantasies Fuck. and they ended up having like a therapy re- yeah <laughs> okay they end up having a relationship of course yeah some wild shit so really crossing some boundaries uh-huh. there so um and of course this is led by the path that freud had not that freud's 100 responsible absolutely not right, but right. like carl come on <laughs> um uh, but it was led by the the research done by Sigmund Freud that he thought, well, I'll, you know, she's got Definitely. masochistic tendencies. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just fix wow. them by. Now we're going to test that married? out. Freud, he was married. Yeah, when um, this was going on. Imagine right. being married to Freud. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and again, there's not really any record of what happened between Anna and him outside of discussion. So it could be that there was just discussion but obviously that's a very sexually charged error right, right. um but yes he is married this entire time and i think they had six children yeah. um because i mean yeah and um what's interesting too is his sixth child is named anna <gasps> but you also have to remember that anna is not her real name Oh, oh, true. Okay, it's yeah. an alias, but an alias they used, used. I believe, in their notes. Oh. Uh, uh, so but Anna's credited. Yeah. Anna's credited yeah. also as being. Ew. Uh, because she was a tool for uh, a lot of what we know. And then, interestingly enough, his daughter, Anna Freud, so not Anna O. Okay. Anna Freud went on to be a psychologist as well okay. and really dwelled into childhood um sure. like childhood uh therapy and also uh she treated a lot of holocaust children victims. wow really yeah huh now where did you hear about this i've never heard about this guy so the um well first i grew up in a my mom is a therapist so i grew up well she has a degree to be a therapist but she's not but Basically, she's not a practicing therapist. She well, she's a social worker. That's oh. what she oh, okay. chooses to do. Uh-huh. But she has the you know credentials to be a therapist. So I just kind of always grew up in a house where those books were kind of lying around and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But the first thing I ever found about Freud that I really was like, I don't know more about this, was actually a Dangerous Method, the movie, um, yeah. which is fictional. It's not a documentary, and it has like Kira Knightley and she plays Sabrina, which it's more about. Carl Jung, but Freud's okay. in it as well because he's the mentor to Carl. And they're, like, coexisting, you know? Yeah. And F- Sigmund Freud is even kind of like, well, this is all the movie, too, so it's not necessarily true. But he's like, hey, Carl, don't fucking do that. Like, <laughs> So even fucking Freud knew, like, don't beat your patients. Also, don't date your patients. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord. Oh. Good bad guy. I don't know. Take, yeah. take it, leave it. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> 
Nice job. Being somebody's daddy and Yeah. Ugh. I don't really I just like that um it feels like my experiences with therapy and stuff are like really far removed from that. So I like that. Yeah. Um, I'll devil advocate it though and say um, nobody can really say that he was intentionally doing that. Oh, sure. Like yeah. he really thought he was helping. Oh yeah, he definitely thought he was helping, but no one can say for sure that. And I don't. I I I would hope that he wasn't intentionally making himself a father figure to make yeah, like her love him. I think it just kind of happened, and he yeah. genuinely thought he was helping her, and that he he probably when he had feelings for her should have. You know, in modern day, you would tell them, I can't work with you anymore. You need yeah. to work with somebody else. Yeah. But um, obviously, ethics probably wasn't really something they <laughs> studied back then. It was some drama Dude, back then. Truly wild. I really liked that story. Yeah. That was interesting. Thanks. I was actually Cringy. really worried that this one would not be really? all that interesting. I liked it. No, I thought it was really interesting. I learned cool. a lot. Me Good. too. Rachel's fucking smiling. Like, look at her. She's she's into it. I like she's it. gonna she go is. home and psychoanalyze I'm herself. Go self-reflect. And, I'm gonna and by that, she means all stuff they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, Rachel's gonna go home and masturbate for hours. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a mental illness. So. Yeah, she does. <laughs> well, probably. Hysteria. But that's okay. She's I'm hysterical. <laughs> her hysteria causes obsessive masturbation. Oh my god. Duh. That's why she was late. <laughs> That was Freud. That was Freud. So don't come for me. Um, don't leave me your hate comments. And But if uh, you wanted to, you could find us at The Awful Hour on like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you uh, have anything that you do want to say to us, if it's mean, I'll just ignore it, is theawfulhour at gmail.com. Wait, no, it's hello at awful, mm-hmm. theawfulhour.com. Okay, so if you want to send Selena hate mail... <laughs> Send it to hello at theawfulhour.com. Also, you can just send us if you have any, like, fun stories or anything awful that, you know, you want to let us know about. Send send it that way as well. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your tell your dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're probably going to see him tonight, so. Oh, my God. Just, like, yeah. lean over and be like, Daddy, you need to subscribe. <laughs> so, thank you. And goodbye. Bye. (laughs) We need a sign off.